0: If you have a Bible, a New Testament, we're turning to some verses in 2 Peter chapter 3 and I'm going to give you time to get the word out and if you don't use it now you can later on. 2 Peter uh, chapter 3 and uh, take your time, sometimes these epistles are not, uh, small epistles are not easy found. 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus Philemon, Philemon, Hebrews, James, and 1st and 2nd uh, Peter. And so we're at 2nd Peter chapter 3, and we're reading from the verse 9 down to the verse 13. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's good when you're reading that verse to note the any and to note the all. Uh, All men can come to repentance and there's no need for any to perish. We don't preach a limited atonement here because the scripture doesn't preach it. Uh, All men everywhere can repent and can come to the Lord Jesus Christ And there's no need, no need for any to perish. Verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things should be dissolved, and that word dissolved is the word melt, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation with godliness looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat my when you think of Peter penning those words all those years ago when they hadn't even a match talking about the elements melting and, and, and burning up What power he's talking about here I think it was John Phillips says this is Peter speaking on the atomic age and, and so it is it shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promise look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness and we know that God will bless to us the reading of his own precious and infallible word let us bow in a moment's prayer please loving father we thank you again for the opportunity to declare the word of god and the unsearchable riches of christ we thank you for this precious book that we have we bless you that it is a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our pathway <coughs> and we thank you lord that today you can reveal to us things that we need to know for ourselves in these day in which we, days in which we live. So I pray, Lord, that you'll touch me, thy servant, that you'll anoint me with the Holy Ghost and power, and that you will increase and I might decrease, and that thou will be glorified and magnified, and this word will find a resting place in the hearts of men and women far beyond the reach of the enemy, and it will come forth to bring forth fruit to thy name for we ask it in our saviour's name and for his sake amen amen as one ponders the nation this evening there is no doubt that the outlook is exceedingly grim and those of us who know the word of god in any measure should not be surprised by this because our Lord Jesus told us before he went to the cross in Matthew 24 Luke 21, Luke 17 that these times would come upon us just before I return he said watch out for certain things to happen well I tell you they're happening every day simultaneously across the world he says things would take place and he talks about the wars and the rumors of wars. and when we're talking about rumors of wars today we're not talking about conventional warfare we're talking about nuclear and atomic warfare uh, which of the superpowers are going to strike forces It's that ine- first is inevitable whether it will be Iran or, or Israel or russia or america or even india with their great arsenal of weaponry who, who's going to strike first there'll be rumors and there's all sorts of rumors going on about that at this moment and he says nation shall rise about against nation kingdom against kingdom famines and pestilences and earthquakes and iniquity will abounding and the love of many shall grow cold and then he says, when you see Israel returning to the land and you see the, it's surrounded with Arab armies, then lift up your head and look up for you'll know that your Redeemer draws. Now all these signs are in these scriptures and other scriptures as well. Now while the outlook may be grim, thank God that the outlook is glorious. Thank God, let me say that again, thank God that the outlook is glorious for the true church the true born again believer any of these days is going to be taken out of this scene of time and we used to sing away years ago there's going to be a meeting in the air in the sweet sweet by and by thank God for that and I'm looking forward to that now as we continue with our series uh, on the Lord's return and the events regarding it the title for my message this evening is look up for the king is coming look up for the king is coming well someone says well how do you know he's coming well (laughs) I know alright from the word of God Jesus said it he says I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again the angels said it in Acts 1 at the ascension of our Lord uh, when they said this same Jesus whom you see go will come again Uh, Paul said it in in First Thessalonians, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. James says it, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Peter says it in 1 and verse 5, kept by the power of God through faith unto the Saviour to be ready to reveal in the last time. That's not to talk about the Psalms. It's not to talk about Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, Hosea. My friend, if I had only one of those... This is the word of truth and a God that cannot lie. If only I had one of those, there would be enough for me. So there's no doubt whatsoever that our Lord Jesus Christ is coming back again. In 1977, uh, the Queen came to Northern Ireland for her silver jubilee. She came to the Coleraine University and opened that new university there. I happened to be about on that day and I can tell you it was a long, long day from early morning to late night. She came on the Royal Yacht and the Royal Yacht anchored outside Port Rush but she couldn't get off it. It wasn't safe for the security people to let her off. The night before rioting went over in many places of the province there was a a terrorist roadblock put up one mile from where she was and she was on and she was off, she was coming and she wasn't coming and that went on most of the day into the evening and men were running about with these wee pie bantam sets technology wasn't so good in those days and they were running about and they were talking to one another some were saying she's coming she'll be here in an hour and that went on and went on but eventually she arrived and i can remember the shouts and the cheers and the singing that went up from that massive crowd that waited all day. I was up on a upstairs window in the university and I was looking down and, and often think of those scenes of that day and thought to myself my uh, it'll be a mighty day when our king, when the king comes and I tell you no terrorists will stop him for he's coming to destroy them. No time will hinder him because he created time. He is coming and he's coming again and he's coming again very soon thank god for this great truth of the coming of the lord when the fullness of time was come he came to the earth the first time and when the fullness of time was right he'd come to the earth the second time the first time he came he entered into the womb of a woman and no one saw him the next time he comes every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him shall mourn because of him the first time he came as a lamb. The next time he's going to come as a lion of the tribe of Judah. The first time he came to redeem. The next time he's coming to reign. The first time he came to die. The next time he's coming to raise the dead. The first time he came with a crown of thorns. And the next time he'll come crowned with golden, with a golden crown of glory. The first time he came in poverty. The next time he'll come in power. The first time he came with an escort of angels. The next time he's coming with ten thousands of his saints the first time he came in meekness the next time he's coming in majesty all praise his mighty name this evening these truths do my heart good now i believe that uh, the bible teaches that the second coming of the lord is in two stages there's the rapture and the revelation the rapture means the seizing and the snatching away suddenly of the people of God, the saints of God. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet shall sound and the dead raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. And every truly born again believer, my friend, wherever they are, will lift up and lift out that day and go forever to be with the Lord. We'll rise at the shout of the Saviour and of the sound of the trumpet. And they'll rise up for those that died in warfare and uh, fields of human conflict wherever the bodies may have been those that were killed and drowned in the seas those were killed in plane crashes and road crashes and car crashes those that were murdered including my friend including the 1.5 billion children that was murdered in the womb in the last 50 years across the world every one of them will get new bodies oh what a mighty glorious day that will be everyone that was murdered, my friend, wherever they were, they'll lifted, they'll, they will be lift that will be murdered, and them saved men and women will be taken up to be with Christ Jesus says, Marvel not, for all in the graves shall hear his voice and come forth. Now, after, after the church is gone, and we'll be dealing with this sometime uh, later on, after the church is gone, it's very interesting what's going to happen upon the earth after the saints go to heaven it's going to be very interesting what happens what happens when the antichrist takes control is going to be very interesting what happens when the king comes back with the saints to reign and sets up his kingdom is going to be very interesting, what happens to Israel and America and and China and Russia is going to be very interesting but it's none of those things that burden upon my heart this, this evening, none of those things, you know There's no doubt that this COVID-19 has provoked people to consider the future. I have no doubt about that. And it has provoked a lot of people to think about their their sin and to think about their future and, and, and what way things are going to be. And if ever the fragility of the human nature and the fickleness of life has loomed before us, it has loomed before us in the past weeks and even as I speak tonight. Dynamic and dramatic and sensational as all these things are that we're speaking about and, 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 and we're going to mention in other nights. But there's a great problem, there's a great danger that uh, we can get all spiked up with these uh, signs and seasons and symbols of our Lord's return. And it's good to study the prophetic word and it's good to meditate and it's good to know uh, that times and and what to do like the sons of Ezekiel, but uh, we must not ignore what the scripture says about ourselves. I want to speak to ourselves, I want to speak individually to each one of us saved or unsaved in this broadcast this evening. How should we be living in the light of his return? How should we be living in the light of his return? In 2nd Peter 3 and 11 we read those words we, we, we read what Peter says, What manner of person uh, or people should we be as we look for and hasten in this day? In other words, if he was to come now, how will he find us? That's the, that's the purpose of this message this, this evening. How will he find you and how will he find me if he comes at this moment in time? Because mind you, any moment now, he could burst the clouds and come again. And we must face up to this fact that there's nothing to be fulfilled. There's nothing else to happen until the church is taken out of this world. And the Antichrist will move in. And all hell will break loose. And friend, it's coming. And it's coming very soon. And we're in in these days. Make no mistake about it. Read those chapters and, and other chapters of Scripture. Now, the Scripture gives five major things that he would expect to find among us at his common. and i'm speaking uh, about his people generally there are five things that he would expect to find amongst his people and uh, i want to give, give you the list of them and then i want to preach on one of them as we close our meeting tonight first of all we're to be prepared we're to be prepared secondly we're to be patient james 5 and verse 7 third we have to be prayerful, Luke 21 and 36. Fourthly, we have to be precautious, precautious, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 6. And fifthly, we have to be pure, 1 John 3 and verse 3. And if we study these scriptures, and we study these things that the Lord expects and the scriptures tells us to be, I believe it will revolutionize our Christian lives, and it will throw a new light altogether on the prophetical scene. Now we're just dealing with this one tonight. Be uh, prepared. And I want you to turn, if you have a Bible, or turn with me later back to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 44. Matthew 24 and verse 44, the words of our Lord Jesus. And he's speaking here in that chapter that I mentioned earlier on. And this verse he says, here's what he says, Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. And I have written over that, as I've already said, Be prepared. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. You'll not be thinking about it when he comes. You'll not be thinking about that moment when it's just the crack and it's all over. And I know that you're interested tonight in many of you in these things and you tune into them. And I know that you probably agree with most things what I say. But I want to ask you very, very, very pointedly and straightforwardly tonight. First of all, tell me, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready if Jesus would come? Will you be caught up or will you be caught out? Or will you be caught on? Will you be in some place you shouldn't be? Will you be doing something you shouldn't do? Will you be saying things that you shouldn't say? Because it's going to come suddenly. It's going to come like a flash of lightning. And you'll have no time to change anything, my friend. Tell me this. If he was to come tonight at this moment, or can you honestly say you're ready? You may be a decent, you may be a respectable man or woman, You may be baptized and confirmed. You may become a communicant, a Protestant or a Catholic. But are you ready? Are you ready? Is your sins forgiven? Have you peace with God? Have you assurance of heaven? Have you time in your life when you repented and your life was changed and transformed by the power of God and the power of the gospel? Are you ready? It says in Exodus 34, God said to Moses, be ready in the morning. And come up to meet me. Be ready in the morning. And come up to meet me. Will you be ready when the morning breaks, eternal, bright and fair? You know, we we used to sing sometimes here. I haven't sang it for a while now. On that bright and glorious morning. When the son of man shall come and the radiance of his glory we shall see. When from every clime and nation he shall call his people home. What a gathering. What a gathering. That will be, oh, what a day that will be, what my Jesus, I shall see. Will you be there? Maybe your mother will be there, and your father will be there, and your sister will be there, but you'll not be there, because you never repented, you never came to Christ, and you're not ready. Your, your, your little baby will be there, and your, 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 your people will be there, and those that prayed for you will be there, and you'll be, you'll be like the Syrian father in Deuteronomy, now you're ready, all right, but it says, "My father, a Syrian, who is ready to perish." You'll be ready to perish. You're ready to perish at this moment. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believing in Him should not, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus says, "Except ye repent, ye perish." Oh, what an awful word that word "perishing," perishing is. Now this verse. Be also ready. Sits right in the middle of three scenes of separation. Sits right in the scene, uh, three scenes of separation. In verse 37, uh, Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marriage and giving and marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and he knew not until the flood came and took him away. You see the surprise again? Knew not knew not wasn't thinking of it knew not it'll come my friend at the moment when we know not and he says so also shall the coming of the son of man be they carried on life as normal in Noah's day they laughed and they mocked and they scoffed at Noah as he built the ark because there never had been rain and they thought that man was a fool and they thought that he was absurd and he was mad And he just carried on for 120 years. He preached and he pleaded and he cried to the people to come, but they wouldn't come. But there come a day when God said unto him, come thou and thy house into the ark. And that moment, the door was shut. It was too late. Friend, it was too late. And, 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 And it says the flood took them away. That's an awesome phrase. The flood took them away. I was walking with a copper spaniel dog that I have up the side of the black water a year or so ago. And there was two men and they were big long sticks and they were beating the side of the river. And uh, when I looked past them, I wondered what those men were doing. Coming back down, and and over to tell me what a used pair of boys do. He says, We're looking for this fellow's and He says, She was taken away in the flood up, at, up the head of the river. And I thought to myself, and, he, and, and I never found her. And the flood took her away. And that's what I say, the flood took them away, thousands and of thousands and of thousands of them away. Because the door was shut and it was too late to get in. You see, some were in the ark and some were out. Some came and some didn't. Some were taken, some were left. Some were saved, some were lost. Some were ready, some were not. The Lord Jesus emphasized this so much in the story of that and the story and then the story of Noah and the story of Lot both. He emphasizes it so much the separation, the sudden separation that's going to be, and at last it'll be helpless to do anything. If he could write one word over the story of the ark as the word separation, and it was the same in day. You ever study Lot and Jesus says that it wasn't the days of Noah, as it wasn't the days of Lot, so shall it be. Oh, why did he use them? Well, we, we could tell you a dozen reasons why he used them. My friend, he used them for certain reasons because these are the days that we are living in. In Lot's day, husbands were separated from their wives, wives were separated from their husbands, daughters were separated from their mothers, sons in laws from their father in law. Oh, the great separation come, And he, he preached on Noah and, 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 and the ark. And if that didn't sink in illustration number two in verse 40, surrounding this text, we're talking about the context here. In verse 40 he says, two shall be in the field, one shall be taken on the other left. Two shall be grounding at the middle, one shall be taken on the other left. Two, two shall be in the family, one shall be taken on the other left. Two in the field, two in the factory, two in the family, two grinding in the middle. I was thinking about the field and I was thinking about the golfer. Maybe some man out playing golf and he swings the golf club up and and, and he's gone. And the golf club goes down the the green, down the field, the ball down the field. and look round and he's gone. I was thinking of the farmer driving through the field in the big tractor, big, one of the big tractors like a spacecraft driving up through the field man. Not a thought in the world, not thinking of anything, thinking of the crops and thinking of the farm and thinking of the cattle and thinking of everything he has to think of. Not a thought of God and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly this man beside him will be gone and he'll be left there and it'll be too late. And he looked round for the man that was helping him and he's away. There's no sign of him.
1: My friend,
0: that's how quickly a sudden he's gonna be. What about the factory? Two shall be grinding at the middle. Separation again. Two working in Wolf Cycle. two there in Boy Park. Maybe a big Nigerian fella standing there working on the chickens and big smile on him. And some of you'll turn around and your way is gone and you're left behind and all the gospel that you've heard down to the years and all the tracks and all the meetings and all the trees that you read the text on and all the radio messages that you heard and all the bibles you heard and had and all the Sunday school teachers that taught you and you're lost and you're perishing forever. As you left it too late. Oh my dear friend, there's going to be a great separation in the factory and there's going to be a great separation in the farm. And there's going to be a great separation, let me tell you, in the family. Two shall be in bed, one shall be taken, and the other left. You'll turn out, sir, some night, and she'll be gone. And she'll be away. And she testified to you, and witnessed to you, and prayed for you, and done her best for you. And you're not saved, and the harvest passes, and summer's end, and you're not saved. Oh, I say to you tonight, I say to you this evening, take heed, it'll be too late then, screaming and roaring through the house. When the child's gone, when the mother's gone, it'll be too late, son. It'll be too late for you. Because Jesus warned us time and time again with these illustrations of the brevity and how quickly it'll come and these separations. And then he goes down again into Matthew 25 and he opens up with the five virgins, five wise and five foolish. Separation again. You study it for yourself. There's going to be a great separation. And I trust that you will be with Christ. I trust I was thinking the day of the words Moses gave to Pharaoh. The last time he stood before me said before him he said I will see thy face again no more I will see thy face again no more and you'll not see the face of me visibly, but you might see the face of me mentally all through eternity. You might not see the face of your mother. You might not see the face of your Sunday school teacher ever again. You will not see them ever again, visibly, but my friend, all through the ages of eternity. You'll hear the voice. You'll see the face. You'll remember the gospel that was brought to you, the tracks that was given to you, the people that prayed for you. And if you die unready, if you die unready, you'll not be there. You talk about isolation. My friend, there'll be not only isolation isolated from the people of God forever there's a great golf fix, Jesus said in hell and people cannot get out. There'll not only be isolation there'll be damnation. Now how do you get ready? Oh I tell you, that's the simple message of the gospel tonight. How do you get ready? How how do you be ready when the king comes? When he bursts the clouds and come again, how can you be ready? Well, my friend, it's not by any works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. It's not not by what we know or what we say or what we do, or how rich we are, or how good we are. My friend, it's through the precious blood of Jesus. By faith we are saved by grace are we saved through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can be ready tonight if you just bow the knee and you just close your eyes and you just say, "Lord, I'm a sinner. Will you save me from my sin? Will you come in? Will you cleanse me, backslider? You can stay tonight. I want to come back to the Lord. My life's barren. It's useless. It's worthless. It's no good. We're living in near the Lord's return, and I don't want to be ashamed that is coming because the Bible says the son will be ashamed that is coming. I don't want to be ashamed of his coming, and I pray. you pray that you'll get back to God, that you'll put things right in your home, that you'll put things right with your fellow beings and you'll get ready and right and get looking forward to that day and for mine there's nothing to look out for, look up. Look up, look up. Jesus says, when you see these things become to, come to pass, what things? When you see Arab, the Jerusalem surrounded with armies, when you see all these things who were mentioned, lift up your head and look up for your Redeemer. Draw it nigh. He's on his way back. He's coming back. He's going to take us out. He's going to snatch us away. It's coming. Glory to his name. I feel it in my heart. is coming. But I don't want you left. I don't want you left behind. I don't want you lost. I want you to come to Jesus tonight. The look, look, doubt look may be bad, but the uplook, my friend, is good. And there's a look that you can take now. Look unto me, he says. Look unto me. Look unto that old cross. Look unto him, the Son of God. Look unto him, the one that's speaking here, the one that's telling us these things. My friend, he made a way for us. He didn't just tell us that we needed to get right and we get to heaven. He made a way for us. He showed us how to get to heaven. He gave himself for us. He died for our sins. He he suffered the just for the unjust. He bore my sin on his own body upon the tree. Every last thing one of them, he bore them away. Jesus, my Saviour, my Lord and my God, there on the cross, crowned with thorns, battered and bludgeoned for our sins. He died, he, for me who causes pain, for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Oh, my heart's full tonight to think that he died for a sinner like me. To think that he suffered for me. To think that he was wounded from my transgression. And I thank God this very day that he saved and he died for you. Christ died for the ungodly. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Call out, man. Cry out, dear. Wherever you are tonight, call out and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Oh, my friend, look up, look up the me, he says, and be saved. All the ends of the earth, and I am God, and there's no else. I tell you, all can come to repentance. None shall perish when Jesus died for all, and rose for all, and lives for all tonight. Come to him. What's your carpenter doing now? Julian the emperor said to the dying Christian. What's your carpenter mopping and laughing? What's your carpenter doing now? Julian said to the dying Christian, and the dying Christian looked the emperor in the face and said, making a coffin for my emperor, sir, making a coffin for my emperor, sir, to care, to care that your coffin's not already made it probably is and it'll be pulled out some of these days and you'll be gone and you'll have missed the glorious message of the gospel and you'll have missed Christ and you'll have missed heaven and you'll have missed home and for all eternity you'll be separated from your loved ones come, come now may God help you to come amen let us pray father we thank you and we praise you tonight oh god we praise you for the gospel our hearts are full tonight when we think of this measureless grace of god to sinners lord woeing and calling them. all god across lands tonight to come to jesus and i pray wherever lord this message was out and all the messages that go out today, Lord, across the broad acres of our earth, that many men and many men and women will turn to Jesus while there is time. Lord, we thank you, O oh, God, for drawing Lord these illustrations to us tonight about how quickly you're going to come. And Lord, we just thank you tonight that we are ready. Thank you, Lord and we're ready to go Should the trumpet sound now. But Oh God, we don't want to go empty handed. We want to take others with us. We want to see a mighty, mighty move of God in our land. We want to see, Lord, the spirit of repentance being poured out across our land in these days. And I pray, Father, for the doctors and pray for the nurses, pray for the the scientists and the politicians and those that are dealing in this terrible hour. And we pray for those that can't get to see loved ones that are now dying, we pray for those, Lord, that are gasping for breath, Lord, O God, without any hope, Lord, to cheer the tomb, O Father, Lord, have mercy, we pray, and come down, we pray, and, Lord, will you not move in, O God, and revive us again in these dark days, Lord, o one breath of God, and you'll sweep thousands into the kingdom, Father, for that day, Lord, and we'll see many turning to jesus ere you come and take us out and take us home O oh lord That we prayed one thing we pray tarry lord tarry lord to these dear souls getting tarry lord until our love puts getting tarry lord that they not be lost forever accept our thanks we give you praise in the name of our lord jesus we ask these things for we say thank you lord for all that you've done part us and bless us we pray in jesus name amen